Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, buddy. If you don't mind if I plug my Movember page real quick. Please do. I am growing a mustache Mm -hmm. uh, this month for Movember for for cancer research. Yeah. Specifically... uh, Male prostate cancer research. That's right. And you can donate to my team, which would be pretty cool. Because, you know, you get a free podcast, and it would be nice to throw a little money toward cancer research. Yeah. In Chuck's the name of being, my stash. Chuck's being nice here. Give him some money. He's growing out <laughs> facial hair to help a, a, a charitable organization engage in really important scientific research. That's right. And you can go to mobro.co slash Charles Bryant. Uh-huh. And that is my page. Or... Just go to the Movember site, type in Charles Bryan in the search bar, and look for the picture of me. There's only a couple of us out there. Chuck's wearing a red shirt. That's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, what is that again? That's mobro.co slash Charles Bryant. Yes. Thank you in advance. Yeah. That's nice, Chuck. All right. Let's get to it. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Oh, hold on a second, buddy. Yeah. I think you've got something you need to say. Oh, yeah. Um, let's uh, go ahead and plug our buddies over at Science Channel, our other home. Yeah. Uh, and they're airing Pumpkin Chunkin', this annual awesome fest of shooting pumpkins through the air as far as you can and yeah. then making them explode on contact. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. It's a, it's a real thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, Science Channel goes every year and films it, and they air it as uh, what's become a Thanksgiving tradition. So they're going to air it this Thanksgiving, November 22nd at 8 p.m., right? That's right. And we are still waiting to get invited to go chunk pumpkins ourselves. We got invited last year. Did we? I think so. Oh, yeah, but it was like, oh, you guys can come if you want. If but- you happen to be in the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like... Uh- I want a formal invitation to participate. Okay, I got you. <laughs> um, and uh, if you are into pumpkin chunkin', uh, then you might want to go online to uh, check out the road to pumpkin chunkin'. That's already up. There's some great video. Just search pumpkin, P-U-N-K-I-N, chunkin', C-H-U-N-K-I-N, <laughs> and science in your favorite search engine, and it'll bring that right up. Yes. Uh, and don't forget, November 22nd, this Thanksgiving, at 8 p.m. on Science Channel, pumpkin chunkin'. The tradition. Yes. Yeah. Are you ready now? I'm ready. Okay. Back today is uh, our good friend and uh, longtime producer, Jerry. Yay. Or else we had the clap machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are slow clapping all across the world right now. <laughs> right. Very sarcastic. <laughs> Jerry, we're so glad you're back. We missed you so much. That's not, no, a slow clap is meaningful. Yeah, but it can very easily be turned sarcastic. Okay. All you have to do is kind of cock your head to the side and just... I wonder what the first slow clap was in a movie, you know, such a trope at this point, but I wonder who invented it. I bet you that information is out there. I want to know. Don't you want to know? Yeah. I clearly I'm, you do. I'm sure some movie uh, website has probably tracked this down. First slow clap. Let's find it, everybody. Yep. We'll wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, we should probably just go ahead and do yeah, this. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Chuck. Yes. Have you ever given money to somebody who did nothing for you in return? Maybe didn't sell you a good or service? Just um, gave them the money? What do you mean? Just like uh, uh, someone... Panhandler? Charitable organization? Sure. That's philanthropy. You're a philanthropist. Great. Did you know that? Yeah. Like, that's all it takes. Uh-huh. And even better, this is the, the bright, shiny episode, in my opinion. I'm proud of this one. 
um, how philanthropy works. Yeah. You don't even need money. <clears throat> True. You donate your time. Yeah. Your time is very valuable, Chuck. Yeah. And I think, well, I can't say this because I'm just speculating. But it seems to me that people are either like, you know, my my time is too valuable, but like I can write someone a check. Yeah. Or like, I'm a little light, but I can't give my time. Or you can put it like, well, the government doesn't let me deduct time that I've donated. But they will let me oh, deduct true. the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've donated this year. They should let you deduct time because <clears throat> they've actually figured out I have like average, it's like an hourly wage oh, for really? volunteerism, yeah. Nice. That would be awesome. Let's yeah. get that in the tax code. That's a great idea. Um, you can, however, like if you were, say, um, donating your time by going down to like uh, Louisiana to help clean up after a hurricane or Kansas or Missouri to help clean up after a tornado. Yeah. And you like bought a bus ticket or you drove, you can deduct transportation costs. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But once you get there, the government doesn't care about you. <laughs> All bets are off? Yeah. But you can deduct money. As far as transportation. Oh, and just regular contributions. Right, depending on, on who you give to. And we have a very thrilling segment in this uh, <laughs> episode about the tax code, Yeah. Um, the ins and outs of it. Chuck's not very excited about it. I think this is kind of neat. Um, but we're talking about philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of become, I don't want to say vogue, maybe it has, for the ultra-rich, some of the richest people in the world, at least the richest people in America, like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, yeah, to sign uh, a pledge that uh, Bill Gates created, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation created this thing saying, hey, we're going to donate at least half of our vast wealth. Yeah. And they're trying to sign billionaires up to agree to this. And then we'll just be super, super, super wealthy. Right. Well, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is this like superstar foundation that oh, has yeah. like in the assets it controls is like the GDP of several nations. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's like $37 billion in assets right now. Boy, you can do a crazy. lot of good with that. And one of the people they signed on was Warren Buffett. Uh-huh. And he's worth $49 billion right now. He's pledged 85% of his fortune to the Gates Foundation afterward, wow. after he's dead, which, I mean, he's getting up there. So they may have about $80 billion in assets in their control, which you know who, is- uh, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's almost as much. It's about three quarters of the assets or the value, the mm-hmm. capital value of the most valuable corporation in the world, uh-huh. Apple, which ironically- had a founder who may have never given a cent to charity. Oh, really? Steve Jobs died without officially having given any money to charity at all. Really? Any. He was notoriously stingy. <laughs> and after his death, there was a lot of talk like, okay, did he did he really amass an $8 billion fortune and not donate any of it? Right. And a lot of people were like, you know what? Even if he didn't, you know, to heck with you, he gave this technology to the world and people are using it to better humanity. Well, he doesn't need to give money. And other people are like, yeah, if you have $8 billion in personal wealth, you need to give some of that for other things like water and stuff that that you can't use an iPhone app for, right? Sure. I guess it depends on how you feel about it all. And then there was another camp that was saying, hey, it's totally possible that he was just not a jerk and he donated a lot of money, but he did anonymously. Right. He didn't want a bunch of glory or he didn't want a bunch of Charity's knocking down his door like, hey, hey, give us some, too, for whatever reason. But you're saying that did not happen. He didn't give anonymously. No one knows. It's a mystery. Oh, I thought you said for sure he didn't give any money ever because he was so cheap. On paper. 
Oh, there is no not there's no record name. of him ever gotcha. giving a cent to charity. Gotcha. But it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Like I, I can't imagine having eight billion dollars and not giving any of it away. But uh, he uh, Bill Gates approached him and he's like, "Nah, I'm not signing that pledge." And will you pick up the check? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't validate parking either, Gates. <laughs> I remember um, Ted Turner kind of was one of the original guys to give a ton of money when he gave the billion to the UN. I remember that was a really big deal at the time. Yeah, I don't know that he I, he gave it to the UN. Mm-hmm. What did they do with it? I don't know. Oh, because just they went in the general fund. <laughs> I guess so. But it was a big deal at the time. This was a long time ago. What, like in the seventies or eighties? No, nineties. I'll have to look. 2000s? But it was long enough to go uh, go such that it was a really big deal that someone gave a billion, a personal right. individual gave a billion dollars. I think at the time it might have been the largest individual donation. That's crazy. Ever. That's neat. Maybe. I like Ted, though. Oh, yeah. He's a Give cool guy. Three. Yeah. Um, but this whole thing, this trend that's going on among the uber wealthy um, is kind of this throwback to, to the beginning of the last century. When like the Rockefellers um, and the Carnegies were setting up foundations that are still around today. Oh yeah, yeah. The Ford Foundation, the um, wow, oh, what the Rockefeller? They they created like a bunch of different trusts. Thirty Rock. Yeah, University of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing that was in vogue: setting up huge uh, universities. Cornell, Stanford. Huh. Yeah, all of those were rich people endowing universities. It was like. There wasn't a university there before. Now there is. What's the one you always hear on NPR? The uh, the Ford Foundation. No, the, or the one, um, Joseph D. Uh, and Catherine C. Catherine C. <laughs> oh man, I know the one. You're it's so in about. my consciousness. I can't believe I can't just spit it up. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you know, one of us will shout it in about forty-five seconds. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but anyway, so um, yeah, you usually associate philanthropy with the uber wealthy, but it doesn't have to be. You can be poor, and as a matter of fact, the poorest Americans contribute the highest percentage of their income of any income bracket in the country. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. And in fact, if mm-hmm. the richest people contributed that same percentage, then um, there would be fewer problems in the world. I would say so. You know, But the rich people give the most because they have the most. Yeah. I've got stats, but we'll get to those later. Well, let's talk about a, a couple of stats. The, how many charities are there in the country? Well, this says 600,000 in the article. I think it's a little out of date. Is it? Yeah. Because I found um, in 2011 there were approximately 1,080,130 charitable organizations. Um, it says that was a decrease from 2010. So yeah. maybe this counts. Uh, maybe this only counted... Although this says it counts foundations. Yeah, I think there was an enormous increase. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Because I, ha- I have the feeling that this article was written about 2003. Oh, okay. Well, that that would be a real big increase then. Yeah. A million. Yeah, a million plus. So, um, 355 of which are religious uh, congregations, which we'll get into that. 355,000? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then uh, in the United States in 2011... Charitable giving totaled $298 billion. Yeah. Um, and that was an increase from 2010, which saw $286 billion. Yeah, 217 from individuals, which is pretty amazing that 73% of all charitable gifts are from people. And if you factor in bequests, like people's leaving stuff in their wills, which is also individuals, yep. and family foundations, well, um, it yeah. rises to 88%. More than that, I think, isn't it? 
I saw 88% on philanthropy.com. Yeah, okay. The Chronicle of Philanthropy. Uh, well, I have foundations at 14%, bequest at 8%, and in last place, <laughs> corporate donations at 5%. Apparently, they give the least. And you know what I just heard the other day? I don't know if this is true. Maybe we can get confirmation. Okay. You know when you go to the grocery store and they ask you to, would you like to donate to March of Dimes or whatever? Like oh, yeah. A dollar on your thing? Well, yeah. Th- where did this come from? A listener wrote in about this. Right? Was that? Yeah, I think maybe that was it. Someone mm-hmm. said that they call those donations under their companies, uh, under their corporation. And like, like you know. The grocery store donated that money. Those and gets the tax millions deduction. of dollars and gets a tax deduction. And so I'm not saying so, you shouldn't do that, but it's just something to consider for sure. Let's say let's say you're like, no, I'm not giving a cent to March of Dimes. Premature babies can all like rot. <laughs> um, and then, but you really really care about muscular dystrophy. So the time when they hit you up for that shamrock, yeah. you're like, of course. Not only will I give one dollar, I'll give five dollars. Yeah. Well, TS for you because you have no say whatsoever in where that money's going because they pool it all together in a pot that they yeah. shell out quarterly or annually, and then they take the tax deduction for it. Whoever wrote that in, um, like I've stopped altogether giving at the grocery store now. Like I don't even yeah. consider it. I don't even feel bad saying no now. Yeah, I have, I've kind of stopped doing that too just because mm. if you're going to give money that will explain, you should take the time to research and do it in a way that you feel good about and that's responsible and that you know where the money's going and yes. all that stuff. So let's talk about that, buddy. Um, well, one thing they point out early in the in the article, though, that we should say is that these days more and more uh, nonprofits are seeking funds in different ways because um, a lot of government funding is declining and uh, oh, yeah. going away altogether. Right. So uh, they need money more than ever, uh, and costs are going up, obviously. So that is why you will see uh, websites and billboards and door to door and flyers and everything. Uh, to get in touch with the potential uh, donee. Right. Donator. Donor. Donor. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing they wrote a word that <laughs> means that. Uh, but like you said, philanthropy doesn't have to be just about money. No, it doesn't. But the word philanthropy means that you love humans. Phil means loving. Okay. Anthrope or anthropo or anthropy yeah. is humankind. So you love humankind. By giving money to it, that's how you're demonstrating your love of humankind. That's nice. Yeah. Um, checking out charities, though. This is a big one. It's a big deal. Uh, I, I don't know how many people do this. I think, I don't know. I, I want to like say like very few because yeah. I don't, you know. But, I mean, like normally the charitable giving I, I do is like, you know, whoever's ringing the bell at that moment or something like that. Yes, yeah, or it that. was. Yeah. Um, or it's on an individual basis, like it's not necessarily through charity. Right. I hear you. Um, they say there are a few guidelines you can look for if you're checking out a charity to judge whether or not you think they're you know, spending money wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, 50 to 60% of every dollar should go to the actual work, the charity work, right. and then the other remaining for operational marketing administrative costs. So I, I, from what I saw, that's an, a very generous <clears throat> toward the charity's percentage. I yeah. saw 25% of your costs for um, administration and fundraising. So 75? 75 should go to programs. But that's uh, charitychoices.com yeah. that says that. That's probably the ideal. I, 
Yeah, I'm sure. I think fifty to sixty cents is like anything less than this, and you should really like examine what's yeah, going on. It means that there's people at the top taking a big paycheck, or they're not doing a very good job of managing their money. But it could also mean that if you look at the age of the charity or the yeah. size of the charity, like there's an economy of scale in raising money. Yeah. So if you if you are established, you have an established name, or you've been doing this a while. Your your fundraising costs are going to be lower than say a new charity, true, or a radical charity that 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 does controversial work. Yeah, good because point. They're going to have a harder time generating money. So just because their fundraising costs are high, it doesn't mean that they're all like just enjoying lavish yeah. tuxedo based parties, and that's where all the money's going. <laughs> tuxedo based, black tie affairs, rather than business casual based. Gotcha. Rather than uh, turtlenecks and jackets based. If you want to. Find out about a charity, Josh, uh-huh. and it's 1987. <laughs> yeah. You can write a letter to the uh, local charity registration office, usually within the state attorney general's office. And six to eight weeks later, you might get a letter back. <laughs> These days, you can go online. Yeah. And uh, I went online actually today and registered with GuideStar. Nice. And As a charity? No. Has the money started coming in yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. GuideStar is one of the places you can go to check out other charities, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to register to log in. Right. And because um, I wanted to check out, you know, like our friends at Cooperative for Education. Yes. Like all the records are there. Form 990. Form 990 is what you're looking for. It's, I looked it's at the, it. the uh, tax form. And though. you know what my first thought was? Man, I feel so bad that. Joe and those guys have to fill this thing out every year. Oh, man, I'll bet it's Oh, dude, it was so long. and But they don't have to file taxes, so. Yeah, true. Whatever. That's true. It's all a wash, right? But you'll be glad to know they're, you know, obviously doing great work. They're on the up and up. We knew that. Yeah, we definitely did know that. We saw it firsthand. They, 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 I, we checked those guys out personally. I stand behind Cohen. <laughs> uh, the Center for Better, Better Business Bureau mm-hmm. is another place. Uh, the Foundation Center is another place. Mm-hmm. And you can get... Basically, have access to the numbers if you really want to check it out thoroughly. Right. So the the form nine ninety is going to have like a general description of the work they do, the programs they do, who's running the thing, yeah. where their um, money's going, uh, and I think it gets a little more specific than just like programs, fundraising, and administrative costs. Right? Doesn't it break it down a little more? Yeah. Like uh, theirs had all the different, you know drives that they did mm-hmm. and it broke it down specifically to you know if you were into looking all that stuff up it's there right and i mean like if you really want to know i mean if you give to like a mega charity yeah like the salvation army or the united way or something like that yeah like they have more than than just one program so they may be doing work that you don't necessarily agree with so there's another reason to go look at form 990 that's true um it, because you'll see what what programs they're carrying out like all of them yeah, well, that's the Komen Foundation got in hot water, remember, with the whole Planned Parenthood thing last year? Yeah. Or was that early this year? It was so at some point in the recent past. Yeah. So that's, you know, there's when you get that big, there are other associations you might want to know about. Yeah, depending on your, your affiliation, your sociopolitical affiliation. That's right. Uh, there's about three ways that they're going to be spending their money, though. Uh, program services, and these are th- th- what you want your money to be going to most. If you want to just feel better about yourself at night. Right. You don't want to think, oh, I paid the water bill there at the building. <laughs> you want to think, I put a sandwich in a needy kid's hand. Sure. Right. A good one, too. <laughs> uh, management operational costs is next. Like I said, it's a little less exciting to think about that, but they need to pay their rent and bills. Definitely. They, they need, need office staff. supplies. Sure. Uh, and then you've got fundraising. 
Yeah, which can really rack it up. I mean, it's everything from like direct mailers to lavish parties. Yeah. Um, if you're courting celebrities, they like that kind of thing. Um, and a, a well-run, well-managed charity can take you know x number of dollars, whatever their their fundraising costs are, and grow it exponentially. Yeah. And use it correctly. But there's also charities out there that don't know what they're doing and shouldn't get the same funding. If you've got over a million, there's bound to be a handful that aren't quite right. Right. You know? And some that are outright scams. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I think we have one of those, don't we? Well, there was a guy um, in this article. There's a guy in oh, here it is, Texas yeah. who, after a tornado, I think, hit Austin, he set up a charity that asked people to mail $1 donations, checks made out to cash. Yeah. And mail them to this P.O. box. And people did. He kept the money, unsurprisingly. Yeah. There's just there's a bad place for those people in their next life. Oh, for sure. You grifters? Know, that's about the worst thing you can do. Yeah, no one likes you. When you're a grifter, yeah. other grifters don't like you. Right. Sure, they'll make movies about you, but I mean, like, <laughs> that's about it. Josh, how would you go about soliciting money if you were a charity? If you were a nonprofit, well, not for profit. Well, one of the things I would do is probably take some of my initial um, money, my initial capital, and um, I would buy some mailing lists of other donors from other charities, which is extremely common practice these days. Yeah, I wonder what kind of money they make doing that. Well, that's that's one reason they do it. They uh-huh. they uh, like a charity will will compile a mailing list and they'll sell it to other charities for income. They can. Um, Yes, and again, it's common practice. Yeah, uh, they also um, will sell them not necessarily just for the money. They may swap them with other charities because if you've donated to a charity, you've separated yourself, I imagine, from a lot of other people. Yeah, um, and you're somebody who may be willing to give money to a different charity too. Yeah, um, so that's one way I would do a direct mailing. I would uh, hire a bunch of clean cut teenagers who are enthusiastic about the charity that they represented, and send them door-to-door. Clearly labeled yeah. through uniforms and possibly matching khaki pants <laughs> uh, as representatives of the charity, complete with identification and uh, lots of pamphlets about the programs that we have. Wow. You, you're like, you have the starter kit ready to go. It's I'm, I'm ready. I just need some uh, an injection of funding. <laughs> I don't know the programs yet, but everything else I've got lined up. Um, as this article points out, if you are getting more solicitation than you'd like, you can, in 1987, write a letter <laughs> to the organization requesting your name be removed. Right. Um, it may or may not work, and keep a copy of that letter, or you can just go to their website and unsubscribe. Well, that was, I think, one of the things that gave this away was like um, the it's saying like. More and more charities are starting to go to the web now. Yeah, exactly. And I think the web was capitalized and maybe in quotation marks. <laughs> and then in parentheses afterwards, it said the World Wide Web. Right. <laughs> um, we kid. Um, if you want to donate, you can give cash if you're walking by a Salvation Army uh, Santa Claus. You can. I mean, it's a way to go. You can throw your change in the bucket. If you've done the work, though, you're looking at Form 990s and stuff like that, that's yeah. probably supplemental to the actual charitable giving you're doing. Oh, I'm sure. So if you are like really seriously philanthropic, like it's a pastime of yours or a, uh, a tax strategy, as we'll see, yeah. um, you, you will probably want to write checks because they're good records that you want to keep. 
you might want to go down to your bank and get the canceled check after it's been cashed and um, keep it in a safe deposit box. Yes. Or because it is not 1987, you can donate on the Internet with your credit card. Yeah, I hear more and more charities are going to the web And there are just as many records as if you wrote that check, and it's all very legit these days. Right. Um, Probably don't need to worry about it unless, I mean, if you can't tell the difference between a reputable website at this point, then, you know, you're one of those people that falls for the Nigerian scam, I guess. It's true. But I feel bad for these people. I sound like I'm making fun, but. Well, go listen to the Con Artists episode. That will be helpful. Maybe that's a companion to this one, sadly. Um, you can also, if you are loaded, or if you really don't like your family, you can leave um, money, land, goods, your Oldsmobile, all those things, to charities. They'll take them. Maybe I'll will the uh, my squatted land. That'd be I'll, cool. I'll bequeath that to, uh, to co-ed. That'd be very nice. Look here. They'd be like, thanks for this thing that we can do nothing yeah. with. We have to mow this? Right. <laughs> and Josh, the final way is... Um, Really popular these days. Oh, yeah. Donating um, old things that you don't use anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we've been doing this forever in terms of, like, furniture and clothing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, things like computers, uh, as we mentioned in a recent listener mail or an upcoming uh, listener mail. Which we're still trying to get to. Yeah, about um, donating old computers to this group in Athens, Georgia. Mm -hmm. But there are lots of organizations that do that now. You can donate your car, uh, write that off, um, office supplies. Building materials, mm-hmm. emergency supplies, those are huge, obviously, when uh, catastrophe hits. Yeah, when the poop hits the fan. That's right. And you can write most of this stuff off as well. You can. Um, you can write off the fair market value of it. And if you go to an auction mm-hmm. and you pay way more than some than something's worth, ah. you can write off whatever you paid over and above the fair market value of that thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. The sucker fee? Like the philanthropic fee. Well, that's nice that they give it back. Like, well, you're sort of an idiot for paying that much money, but go give it away and we'll at least let you write it off. Okay. You want to talk about tax stuff now? No. Well, we're about to. <laughs> so uh, there are two kinds of um, – well, there's there's three kinds according to the um, IRS t- – the tax code, the U.S. tax code. Mm-hmm. There's three designations and then a few sub-designations, which we'll get into to the letter. It's the sexiest publication on the planet, <laughs> um, the tax code. For a charitable organization, <laughs> right? Fifty Shades of Green is what they should call it. The most <laughs> – have you read that? No, Emily didn't. What did she say? Uh, was she like sweating all the time? Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty racy. That's crazy. She blew through the series in you know a couple of weeks. That person was earning like a million dollars a day or some some crazy amount from that for weeks for writing smut. I guess good for her. Yeah, it was a lady, right? Yeah, but she's got a, a man's name. <laughs> Frank? No it, initials. It's very masculine. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. In my opinion. All right. J.K. Rowling sounds like a dude. You think? Sure. I never really thought about it. And isn't it like P.D. James? It almost sounds like P.D. <laughs> anyway. Um, the three tax codes. Yeah. So the one that everybody's heard of and is most familiar with is the 501c3. Yeah. So you know, you've heard of a 501c3 corporation. Don't pretend like you haven't, like you're too cool to know about that. There's the three, four, and five. Your favorite, I guess, is the three. So the 501c3, that's I'm the sorry, one. I'm sorry, three, four, and six. Yeah. That's the that's the money organization. That's the one that's like, um, it covers, uh, let's see, 
Prevention of, of Cruelty to Children or Animals, those kind of organizations. Awesome. Um, educational um, charities, yeah. straight-up charity charities that yeah. help, like, the poor and the needy. Mm-hmm. Uh, religious charities, scientific organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, literary, literary. My favorite. Ones that support national or international amateur sports, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. You can give, like, to the... U.S. ski team. Right. If Don King's involved, though, do not you don't look for a tax deduction at the organization. <laughs> um, and then uh, testing related to public safety, which I was trying to figure out what that would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, an organization that goes around setting off incendiary devices in fallout shelters to see if they hold up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was going to say like auto safety, but it seems like that would be the auto companies privately doing that. Oh, Unless there maybe are like no. There's independent like independent organizations. There are that. like the, um, yeah, there are. Yeah, I bet you that's what it is. Uh, so anyway, um, all of those except for the public safety one, you can write off like without thinking twice, without prejudice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, unless these any that that is a uh, a not for profit or non profit corporation that's overseas. Yes, and it means that they're based overseas. Uh, not necessarily that they do most of their work overseas. Right. That's where they're, they're incorporated is overseas. Yeah, because co-ed, for instance, that's why I mentioned it. They are based out of Cincinnati, even though the work they do is usually in Guatemala. Right. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, so that's the 501c3. You've got a public charity. Um, you've got the private foundation, and a private foundation is um, it gets its income from investments, endowments, and then it's basically a charity for other charities. Yeah, then grants that to whoever they see fit. Right, and that's a good one to invest in um, because they are—they usually know exactly what they're doing more than you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. And they're like their whole their work is charities, so like they're looking for up and coming ones, ones that are doing really great work, that yeah. kind of stuff. What's well managed, that kind of thing. Uh, and then you have a private operating foundation, right? Yeah, and they uh, donate to directly to the causes um, instead of granting uh, grants to other charities. Right. Though the private foundation, if you give to one of those, you may not necessarily be able to deduct it. But a public charity uh-huh. or a private operating foundation, most of the time you'll you'll get the full deduction. I think that's up to about 50% of your adjusted gross income. So if you make $50,000 and you yeah. donate, Twenty five thousand. Uh-huh. You can write that off. It'll take that right away. Yep, that's, that's true. A, that's a pretty good tax strategy. It is. Uh, and corporations can um, are allowed to deduct all contributions up to usually about ten percent of their taxable income. Which that and raises, I bet you that's where it ends. But I mean, <laughs> think about it. What about corporations that like have zero taxable income, like because of their fancy accounting? Like, do they donate at all? I don't know. I have a big question about that. And I was quite cynical there, and I don't like cynicism. I said that's probably where they stop donating is when they reach that threshold. Not necessarily true, but, you know, maybe it is. <laughs> well, you know, the, um, the the tax, the deductible charitable contributions, as it stands now, uh-huh. is kind of under threat, actually, because the Bush tax cuts uh, are going to expire, possibly. Yeah. If the Bush tax cuts expire, then... Um, for the for those highest income brackets, yeah, th- they'll lose about eighty percent of their um, deduction abilities, huh? Which I would think would 
show a pretty steep drop in charitable giving in that tax bracket. Yeah, and even though it's only 5%, that's you know still, how much was it, like $14 billion? Yeah. Yeah. And then Obama has a proposal that I don't know if it's going anywhere or not to basically like set 28% of your adjusted gross income as the maximum you can deduct for higher income tax brackets. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know if it'll go anywhere, though. But we may see charities like really getting hurt in huh. the future. That's I'm true. so ambivalent right now. <laughs> no, you're not. You're angry behind the ambivalence. What about the C4? Oh, boy, the C4. <laughs> that uh, that covers um, that co- covers organizations that lobby uh, on behalf of specific causes, like social wel- welfare and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So remember, um, there was a big hubbub. I can't remember. I couldn't remember it before, and I can't remember it now. It was a lobbying group that had 501c3 status. Not C four, no. But oh, they it had C three. Yeah, but gotcha. it was they were lobbying for, on behalf of social values. Remember, McDonald's got called out and like left. Oh yeah. Like all these huge corporations like left this lobbying group. It was like a, a chamber of commerce arm, and somehow they have five hundred one c three status. And huh. There was a big call for them to to go back or to be forced into five hundred one c four, which would mean a lot. They'd have to pay taxes. Right. Uh, that also will include volunteer fire departments, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Yeah. And civic organizations, and they are not deductible as charitable donations um, to the C4s, except for volunteer fire departments. Yeah. And um, veterans organizations. Yeah, exactly. So I guess if you give to the VA, are they C4? Or the VFW. Or VFW. Or the American Legion. C6. Maybe even the not the French Foreign Legion though. They're overseas. <laughs> That's right. The C6, Josh. The C6. That's that's actually, I guess it should be that that um, organ that lobbying group shouldn't be a five hundred one c three. It should be a C six because this covers trade associations and boards, yeah, chambers of commerce, um, real estate boards. Yeah, we well, can't forget those, uh, and you can't deduct any or any gifts to those as well. Basically, just five hundred one c three, and yeah. you want to make sure it's not a private foundation. Yeah, and that's it's a private operating. And foundation. that's if you're donating money. But yes. we mentioned you can donate your time right. uh, as a volunteer, which I think is kind of a neat way to go about it if you're into, like, you know, grassroots, hitting the ground, getting your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, they have figured out that oh, – actually, this article is – oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I have a new stat for that. Oh, nice. They have figured out that it is uh, an estimated dollar value of volunteering time is $20.85 uh, $20. an hour Wow. in 2009. Wow, that's great. And so in 2009, the volunteer time totaled about $169 billion. I wonder how much of that is wasted, though, because in this article, they cite a UPS survey, UPS Foundation, uh-huh. um, that was taken it's back in 98. But at the time, they found that like 40% of volunteers said that they stopped volunteering because they felt that their time was wasted while they were volunteering. Yeah, I've had ex- experience like that. Sure. Um and I get it, you know, because if you don't have a lot of time, you're like, I want to give my time. You, you want to have it be used. And I don't want to call out who this was, but it was a group in town, volunteered, showed up, and, like, they didn't know what to do with me. Yeah. And I did it a couple of times. They didn't know what to do with me until eventually I was like, you know, I, I'm not going to come back mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, sit around here. Yeah. I'm going to go find somewhere else, or maybe you should get your act together a little bit more. Um, but it's tough, you know. I mean, it's easy to criticize. It's tough to manage volunteers. It's one of the most difficult 
I think it said in the article, one of the most difficult parts of running one, uh, a nonprofit is, is managing and maintaining your volunteers because they waltz in brand new and I'm sure they want to be the one doling out soup, right. you know, where we really need someone to lift those boxes in the back. Um, which is unglamorous. It's unglamorous. And so it's probably not the easiest thing in the world to manage expectations and what they're supposed to be doing and sure. training and the like. You know? Yeah. I got some stats. Let's hear them. Uh, 65% of households give to charity. Um, average household contribution, 2,213. Wow. Um, majority of charitable dollars went to religion, 32%. Education, 13%. Grant making, 9%. Human services, it just says percent. <laughs> is that like making electricity with bodies? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, 98% of high net house- households uh, give to charity, which is great um, and beneficial for your tax status. Not saying that's why, but you know, it's good that that's there at least. Mm-hmm. And then um, 26% of people volunteer. And, those, and religion leads the way again at 35%. Which leads us to, did you read the article? I skimmed it, yeah. Let's hear what you got to say. Well, Mitt Romney was um, criticized recently because, and this is criticism by Bill Maher, so take it with a grain of salt. Right. (laughs) Um, But he counted 16.5% of his income as charitable donations, uh, a lot of which went to the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. So that brings up an important thing, tithing, if you are a believer of the Bible, you were supposed to tie ten percent off the top. It's off the top, is it? According to Reverend Lovejoy. Okay. <laughs> and um, you can write that off, which I didn't under—I didn't know that until today. I didn't either. Um, so Bill Maher says that you know some churches and like these well-to-do organizations, like symphony orchestras, colleges, and universities with large endowments, shouldn't count as charities any longer. So he's kind of slinging some harsh words there. Um, but that sort of says that the only people who can benefit from charity are the poor, and that's just not necessarily the case. Because then you've got like hospitals and libraries and museums and these other things, um, animal organizations, uh, that would be thrown out under the Bill Maher model. Huh. You know? Well, I mean, all you need to do is inject a little capitalism, like make the Humane Society and the ASPCA really kind of compete for money. Yeah. The one left standing is the one that gets to survive. <laughs> um, and uh, they did a study on church budgets in 2000, so this is not super updated. Um, and uh, Christian today did this and found that an average church budget is about $292,000. Uh, 43% went to staff compensation, 20% for facilities, 16% for missions, 9% for church programs, Six for admin and supplies, three percent for denominational fees, and three percent for other handling fees. Handling fees, and uh, one of the things the so guy. Wait, how much was that? How much of that were we really went to charity? Well, that's the thing, though. The church itself qualifies as a charity with right. its non-exempt status. Right. So, like, I guess the sixteen percent for mission work would be charity. Nine percent for church programs. A lot of that could be charity. But one of the issues is. Is that, but is that also like the music program? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's one of the issues with uh, with considering churches charities. And this is written by uh, a Christian organization saying that churches need to get better about um, connecting the giving to the outcome. 
because people like knowing like the literal outcome of where I'm giving my money. Right. Whereas churches apparently are not very good at tying that together. And it's really just like, it's your tithe. It's just for everything instead of it's for this program and this program and it's used in this way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the solution to that, what's that charging admission to church. (laughs) If you want to know more about philanthropy or philanthropy, if you say things like a weirdo, you can type that word into the search bar at howstuffworks.com. P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y. Philanthropy. Uh, and I say handy search bar or search bar or something like that, which means it's time for listener mail. Uh, in lieu of listener mail today. Oh, goodness. Since we're covering philanthropy, we're going to support co-ed because we haven't done it in a while. Okay, awesome. You want to tell them about the, the organization, Josh? For those of you who don't know, you can go back into the deep archives and find um, our Guatemala adventure, part one and two. Mm-hmm. It's the, I think, one and only time you can clearly hear Jerry speaking. But well, we went to Guatemala to see firsthand what the Cooperative for Education does. And what they do is they take money um, from different donors, basically pile it all together, and buy enough books for a class in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Then those kids pay rent on those books, something that's affordable. It's like two bucks a year or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that the average Guatemalan family can afford fairly easily. Yeah. And that goes into a pool, held in escrow. And then at the end of that year or a couple of years or a few years when the books are worn out, that, that school has the money to replace them. So mm-hmm. it's a self-sustaining model. Um, and basically you can help a kid get out of poverty by getting an education where otherwise... They would be working in the field and making tortillas, which we found out they do in addition to going to school. Yeah. Normally. Yes. So they, they do great work. We've seen it firsthand. We stand very firmly behind this, this organization. Yeah. And not only do they have a book uh, program and a computer lab program, so some of your money can go to computer labs and, and getting these kids uh, not only computers, but um, training. It's, it's the same model. Yeah. It's just what, rather than like a set of books, it's like a computer lab. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean stuff these kids have never seen before, and they're and they're learning how to use computers, getting better jobs. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right, so you can visit uh, cooperativeforeducation.org, and that's different from their old website. So go to cooperativeforeducation.org, and you can uh, there's a donate now button at the top right of the screen. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go down there, you can go on one of the tours. Yeah, snapshot tours. Cool. We've had some listeners go. Yeah. Um, Guatemala got under Jerry's skin. She be, she became yeah. very very much involved with uh, co-ed uh-huh. uh, after that first trip and returned several times. And right. when she went, she would go, and there'd be stuff you should know listeners that went because they listened to the Guatemalan adventures. That's right. Yeah. Um, and they uh, for 2013, you can go February 19th through 24th, mm-hmm. or August 6th through 11th to the land of eternal spring, it's and you nice will not stuff. regret it. Yeah, it, it is, is a lot of fun. Very nice. And I mentioned what's the, I'll go uh, again. What's the point. website again? Cooperative for Education.org. Okay, cool. Yeah, go give. Your money is well spent there. Agreed. Check out their Form 990. Yeah. Or volunteer or help somebody, uh, help help a panhandler out. Who knows? Just be philanthropic, not misanthropic. Right. We need a T-shirt that says that. I bet there's one out there. And hey, Chuck. Yeah. Let's just take this moment to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Seriously. I don't know if you have traditions like sitting around the table and like telling each other what you're thankful for. I like doing that. Maybe you don't even have family. Yeah. Maybe you have no one in the world. Surely there's something for you to be thankful for. That's very good. Yeah. Dig deep. Dig deep, people. 
I'm thankful for that wall <laughs> and that carpet square. Yeah. Beep. That's awful. Okay. <laughs> Beep. All right, you ready? So after Chuck's yeah. spiel. Uh, yeah, whatever your tradition is, uh, we hope you're safe and mm-hmm. toasty and happy and you have the warmth of the great turkey in your spirit. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. We should make that our sign-off every year for Thanksgiving. Well, maybe we will. The great, great warmth of the turkey spirit. The great, the warmth of the great turkey, turkey in your spirit. In your spirit. It was something like that. It I could love use it. a little tinkering before we trademark it. Uh, agreed. Let's get to work on that. Okay. Well, uh, until then, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Be safe. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us to wish us Thanksgiving tidings, uh, even if you're from Canada, which celebrates Thanksgiving at some preposterously early time, right? Yeah. We'll still accept your tweets uh, at SYSK Podcast. Mm-hmm. Say hi on Facebook, facebook.com slash stuff you should know. And as always, you can send us an electronic mail to stuffpodcast at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.